Welcome to the live draft of the Fantasy Football Legion podcast. I am Mark, and with me we got Jake. What's up, man? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Dude, I'm good, man. We had yesterday our Comic Book Legion fantasy draft, which was tons of fun. We had some very questionable calls uh, and choices in terms of, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not to throw shade at anybody, but to draft Tariq Cohen in the top 10. Eh, okay, well, hey, for us... It's it's better for us because that leaves one of the stars for us. But oh, today, Clave, you better have your reasonings, buddy. Oh boy, I, and, and I want to know what they are actually, honestly. But with this here, <laughs> uh, J- Jake and I, we are in another in another fantasy league, and this is going to be the league that we talked about in our first episode, our pilot episode last week, and we're actually live right now drafting. So we 30 are thirty seconds away from the first pick. Exactly thirty seconds away. So we are about to draft, and Jake has the number eight. And you're the commissioner of this league, right? Yeah, yeah. This one actually, you know, uh, came through. We had some issues with that draft yesterday, and uh, you had to come to the rescue, thankfully. But uh, yeah, this one luckily is uh, looking like it's turning out just fine. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and you've mentioned, and you mentioned, we got some players here, so they know what they're doing. So let's see. Yeah, that's why this is a money league, actually. It's just a $20 buy-in, but I wanted it to be, you know, competitive. I wanted to keep it competitive with everyone in because there's always the people who, like, drop off midway through the year, and then you've got people who are playing injured or, you know, it just doesn't make it fun for anybody. So I wanted to have a serious group of people in this league. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So we got the first pick, of course, Saquon Barkley, which makes total sense. I mean – in in our league yesterday, I cho- I chose Saquon Barkley uh, first overall, and then in my mind, I got I don't know why, but I kind of questioned it. Like I know that he's going to be great, but man, I'm so scared of this Giants offense that they're just going to stack eight men on the box. That what helps me is the fact that they're still playing, that they're still going to be playing uh, Eli Manning as starting quarterback, and I know that he loves to just do nothing but throw checkdowns. So I kind of feel like good in the fact that Saquon's going to be getting a lot of catches here, um, but man, we are we're freaking flying. Yeah, we're going. Um, we looks like we had maybe one or two auto picks in the first, but it looks like pretty much everybody's got their uh, their game plan set. We've seen um, you know Zeke went fourth, and then your Patrick team is now on the clock. Fifth. All right, so and, all right, so who? What am I doing here? All right, so who did you get? Yeah, I went around. Uh, Dalvin Cook got picked up seven, and I was eight, like you mentioned. So I went ahead and snagged uh, Devontae Adams, which is actually Devontae. who I picked up with my first-round pick. Uh, I was actually really too. looking forward to get Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really wanted to get Le'Veon Bell. Man, I don't know who I want to get here. My... And he got snagged right right after. Uh, yeah, he did. That's why I was like, oh, him. gosh. Because I'm not a believer right now in Arizona at all. I think that whole – you know, that little air raid offense is not going to work out the way that he's hoping it is. Um, You know what? I'm going to roll a dice here. I'm going to believe in Tyreek Hill with the number 10. I mean, it's kind of hard to not want to go with these, with this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Man, he's an explosive player. I mean, I I grabbed him in the second round yesterday in our draft, uh, and that was a steal. I felt like so. Um, I I would have been happy to grab him in the first if I had the tenth pick, you know, because it's really not too much. I mean, we got Julio Jones and Michael Thomas, both of those guys. You know, they have their moments, but I feel like Tyreek Hill is more of a, a steady player throughout the year. Yeah, the thing is, what I like about Julio Jones, man, I I think Julio Jones is in you know he's a really good wide receiver. It's just that. Your team is now on it, the clock. He started really late in regards to st- starting, you know, like just starting to score some touchdowns. So my thing is like I can't, I can't afford having because Julio Jones is one of those players that yes, he'll have monster games and yeah, he'll get his ten catches and one hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. But if not, I feel like he gets nothing but duds. And I don't know if you see a lot of like I had him last year in one of my leagues. I mean, it was a standard league, and he really hurt me because he wasn't getting touchdowns. Now, yes, this is a PPR league, so that does, you know, his value does is a little bit better. Um, but man, I don't know when I when I saw Julio Jones, I I just never felt comfortable choosing him again. And whenever you see him play, he's one of those players um, that he just looks like he's hurting, 
Like, I don't know if you notice, every time he, ta- he gets tackled, he gets up really slow. That I'm like, either this, di- this guy is very chill, or man, this dude is really, really, really in pain. No, I, I understand completely because I, I think I had him maybe two years ago. And he, it's, he had like an over 200-yard game with, I think, two touchdowns. And so he went off a couple times that year. But, I mean, the rest of the year, he was really kind of touch and go. And I know exactly what you mean when you say he gets up really slow because when you own him and you're watching that, it kind of makes your heart skip a beat every time you see that. <laughs> it, it really does. So that's my that's my fear with uh, Julio Jones. I mean, I with with a PPR league, I mean, he, he will get his catches because he's going to get his touches, especially in this offense. And, I mean, I don't. I don't think the the Atlanta Falcons have a really strong team this year. So I can see this being another year where they're going to be behind a lot, where Matt Ryan's going to have to be passing a lot. So he'll he'll get his touches and maybe it'll work out perfectly fine, but I don't know. Not a uh, I'm not a buyer. Yeah, it's going to be tough to sell me on him, especially when there were so many other solid picks available. Um, but, I mean, right after you stacked Hill, we got David Johnson going off the board. You mentioned you weren't sold on him. So, you know, luckily someone else grabbed him. And then uh, Antonio Brown uh, went. And then right afterwards, uh, same, you know, because we're doing the snake draft. So Odell Beckham got picked up by the same player. That's a pretty solid wide receiver duo right there. And then, of course, Julio Jones, we were just mentioning, uh, gets taken. And then, Mark, you went ahead and got your second pick in the second round, uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I got Joe Mixon. Uh, he he's one of those dual threat uh, running backs that I feel without ha- when with the Bengals, I think it's going to be at least a month that they're not going to be having uh, AJ Green because of his foot issue with the ankle issue. So I mm-hmm. think that Joe Mixon's going to be having an even bigger role than he normally has. Uh, so I- I'm expecting a big year from Mixon this year. And when it comes to PPR, I really like him because he is you know he is a pass catching back. So I am interested in seeing that on top of, you know, his yards. And I think he had nine touchdowns last year. So I'm I'm actually expecting an uptick in his productivity. So I, I think that uh, to get him in the second round where I'm getting him, it's not a I, – I don't, I don't I think it's a pretty good value pick. Uh, let's see here. See, we already got Baker Mayfield. So it looks like we got some of the quarterbacks already starting to get taken in this draft. Man, this is early. Ooh. Yeah, did Baker Baker went before like Deshaun Watson? Yeah, we got. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like. It. Yep. Oh, Nick Chubb, Jared Goff just went. Yeah, so oh, I, I think I think it's kind of like what we spoke about yesterday. We we've we've done we've done how how many drafts are you involved in? This is my third and final. Okay. Yeah. Same. So, I I've been involved in a draft where. Just one person chooses uh, Patrick Mahomes, and it just seems like it, there's a floodgate of nothing but quarterback starts to get taken because a lot of these people start panicking, kind of like how I panicked last week, that I actually picked up Patrick Mahomes because I didn't necessarily know who I was playing with, and I didn't know if these are people who are really into fantasy football. And if they weren't, it's kind of scary trying to see, like, oh, man, how are they, they going to fare? And so I wanted to make sure you know what, might as well, let's just get the best out of the best and get that over and done with before I get stuck not choosing 20 picks later and I'm going to get kind of stuck with a quarterback that I'm not going to feel too comfortable with uh, going into the season. But we got here, uh, the last pick, Amari Cooper. Amari no, that, Co- was a, that was you. Yeah, yeah that Amari was Co- me. Your team I, is now I on the clock. I struggled with that pick in the third round a bit. Um but when I was looking at upside, I've already got Devonte Adams, so I feel like I'm pretty okay. And with the the choices available, I was dealing with uh, you know Stephon Diggs or even Melvin Gordon. I looked at and Julian Edelman. Yeah, well, and talking it, about Julian Edelman, I just snagged him up. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, I mean, as I mean, I would I would feel I always try to at least one time get one New England Patriot on the team. And I feel that in fantasy football, if there is a quarterback to get, it would be Julian Edelman, mainly because of the production that he provides in his receptions. Uh, so I'm hoping that the finger, I mean, he's passed all his physicals. It's really good. 
Oh man, T.Y. Hilton. That's a that's an interesting. Uh, your that's team interesting, is now on the clock. That's an interesting pick, mainly because I am really I'm not a buyer, in the whole. Ooh, oh, hold on, hold on. I wanna. You know what? I'm gonna choose your boy here, and I'm gonna be a believer in Josh Jacobs. There you go. I think Josh Jacobs being the every down back for the Oakland. Oh man, talking about the Oakland Raiders. How how are you feeling here with uh, Keelan Doss? You know what? I was hurt. I was very hurt about that, and I'm hoping. Uh, well, I mean, he's going to Jacksonville, so like we mentioned before we recorded, I I, I do watch Jacksonville, so I'm hoping you know he did. End oh, up so he was he was picked squad. up on waivers. Yeah, he was, and he was only put on their practice squad too. Uh, you know, Oakland did want to keep them on their uh, him on their practice squad, but I guess they couldn't match Jacksonville's offer. Okay, so he's uh, playing in Florida. And, okay. uh, you know, I wish him the best. You know, he was a very talented player. He made some incredible catches in the preseason. Uh, I wish we would have kept him. Yeah, I was, uh, I was really surprised best. because watching Hard Knocks, Gruden had nothing but praise for mm. for Doss. And when you're jumping into the Raiders going into a season with A.B., okay, that's, I mean, great start. I mean, Tyrell Williams, okay. Like, he's a he's a good serviceable wide receiver, uh, Hunter Renfro. Um, I really felt that... The way that he was playing, I really thought that Doss would have had a future there, but it 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 did surprise me. But I mean, you know, Gruden Gruden knows more than we do, maybe. <laughs> so he says. So he says. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, we do have a solid wide receiver core, and like I'd mentioned in our pilot episode, you know, Derek Carr's got all these weapons, so it's kind of questionable when they turn around and sign Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, as a fourth quarterback on the roster. Um, so something's going to happen. They're going to make some more moves before, you know, the season starts next week. I'm hoping uh, we're, uh, how, I'm hoping we're going to get one of the, rid of one of the quarterbacks because it doesn't make any sense to have four going into the year. Yeah. Um, so here uh, you, I think you chose a, you got a really good value pick getting uh, Melvin Gordon in the fourth round. Since yes, then we've sir. gotten Melvin Gordon. It looks like we've kind of have like a string now. Of Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Chris Carson, Damian Williams, and Sony Michelle. So it's kind of we've got five really good running backs jumping off there. Um, the Damian Williams one is one that's really surprising now because it's his his role feels the most. Oh, we got Mark Ingram now just taken. His that's a solid pick. Yeah, his he's going to be a touchdown machine for the, for the Ravens, um, especially in the beginning of the year. I feel like maybe um. You know, we could see some more of the backfield changing up as the year goes on. Uh, but I feel like definitely to the start of the year, uh, Mark Ingram will take off. Yeah, so I'm really I'm, – I'm curious with Damian Williams now with the signing. Oh, we got Derrick Henry. Um, so with Damian Williams now with LaShawn McCoy signing up now to join the Chiefs, it kind of makes you really wonder in regards to some of these Chiefs weapons because, yes, you have Damian Williams. We saw that the – the Chiefs got rid of Carlos Hyde. They they traded him over to the Houston Texans, which will help. But, I mean, Carlos Hyde, we've kind of seen – we've seen what he is at the end of uh, like last year, and it was <clears throat> and it was not good. Um, <laughs> nope. So I, I'm really curious to see because it looks like we're going to be getting a really big running back by committee with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, maybe, maybe round four, that's considered a good value pick. Uh, but, I mean, we'll have to see here, but – yeah, I would you say. You know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, snagging uh, Melvin Gordon in the fourth because uh, there's been, you know, it's kind of been at a stalemate in a way. But you know, there's been more talks to where they're open to trading him, but they're not going to touch his mess with his contract at all. So there is things are moving, I guess if you want to say. But I'm hoping that at least I could play him later in the year and that he will be a good value. Um. But we'll see. That's a that's a big toss up. Yeah, well, man, we'll we'll have to see in that regards here. But yeah, we got Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley in the fifth round. Those are Russell Wilson. So we got some more quarterbacks getting taken here. Um, do you have a quarterback yet? I do not. I I, I it, it's kind of like one of those things that once if you know that you're not going to be getting one of the elites, um, um, it's more I rather work now in the depth. And kind of see what can be what can be there later on, unless there's just something that I'm seeing in that roster that I'm just not I'm not buying it. 
But I don't know if you've noticed the draft that we had last week. It looked like a lot of teams just chose one quarterback. So them choosing that one quarterback, I was like, ah. It looks, you know, there's a lot of good free agent quarterbacks that are that are there. Did yeah. did you choose two in yesterday's draft? You know what? I think I only did snag one. I think I only grabbed Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, but that um, a quarterback is a position I feel like if, if your plan kind of falls apart, you can always kind of play the waiver wire and stream a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that you really don't want to if you could get that elite quarterback that's really going to make a difference. But if you get a quarterback that's really lackluster, that's really a position you can kind of plug in and out. And I feel like that's the same for, you know, kicker and defense as well. Um, and it looks like I'm on the clock. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's see what I'm going to do here. Well, I'm left. I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what you're going to be choosing. You know, I'm actually going to do a handcuff just in case Melvin Gordon doesn't come through and snag Austin Eckler. Okay. Your team is now on the clock. So, uh, you know, there's been high talks of him if, um, you know, for him starting. Oh, man, Fred, you're killing me. So, yeah, Fred just drafted James White, which was going to be my pick. Oh. Uh, I figured James White would be that prototypical good, like, flex, a good flex pick here. Um, But that is fine. So I'll go ahead and now work with. Uh, let's work with here. You know what? I've gotten him in every single draft. So if he's not good for me, he's not going to be good in any draft, but I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to, I'm a believer in Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Yes. Slot receiver. He's, he's not really known as a touchdown guy, but with having the help of Odell Beckham Jr., a full season with Baker Mayfield under Freddie Kitchens and Nick Chubb as that running back. I think that, you know, he was a guy that was getting doubled a lot last year because everybody kind of knew his routes. It's going to be kind of hard to double both wide receivers. And he is not the he's not the deep threat. So he's not the one that's going to be making sure that you're going to get a safety on top. That's going to be more old Del Beckham. So mm-hmm. with, with Jarvis, I feel a little bit more confident with PPR. He's not a guy I would choose ever in a standard draft. But with PPR, um, I mean, I, I'm kind of a sucker. For... Your team is now on the clock. Oh man, I'm choosing again. Nice. Uh, you know what? Let's let's look here. Um, let's look at some tight ends here. Uh, man, you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I'm gonna go just because I know a tight end is usually a young quarterback's best friend, and Evan Engram with with Daniel Jones possibly, or Eli Manning um, for the whole season. A tight end, I think, looks really good, especially with all the injuries that the, the, that the wide receiving core of the New York Giants have been going through. Uh, so, I mean, he could potentially have a big season. Um, oh, dang it, Fred. He snagged my pick, too. So you were going Cam? I was going to grab Cam, but you know what? Now... I'm going to look away from quarterbacks because that was the only one I was really going to jump for. And I'm going to take another page out of your book and go for a tight end myself because I want to fill up that starting roster. And the only one that really stands out to me right now, I grabbed Vance McDonald in the draft yesterday. I wasn't too crazy about it, but I'm going to go ahead and shoot for Hunter Henry and cross my fingers that he stays healthy this year. Oof, that is that that's risky. I, I figured you would have gone maybe maybe a Jared Cook. Jared Cook. You know what? May, especially with the a New Orleans Saints uh offense that you know they're gonna pass a lot. Um I can kind of see and especially, you know, with Drew Brees, he is getting older. Um I mean he did kind of fall off a little bit later on in the year. Um Same thing with Brady. I mean, I think little little by little, you know, Mother Nature will take, you know, take its hits. And we saw what he was able to do, what Drew Brees was able to do when he had a great tight end in Jimmy Graham. And Jared Cook, is he an elite? No, he's not by any stretch of the imagination. But 
I feel that in an offense like that, I think that he could strive, uh, um, strive, thrive. I, I chose I chose him in our draft last last night, uh, and I felt I felt good about it. But I think with this one here, something about Evan Ingram since he is available. I don't know. I just know that young quarterbacks, and especially Eli, who just loves to throw five yard button hooks. Uh, I know that he he should create a lot of points and a lot of opportunities. So that's why I kind of looked his way. But ooh, we got a round six Kareem Hunt. Wow, Kareem Hunt was that's a that's not an interesting up at all in our draft yesterday. He was he was not, and I was actually thinking about. I'm like, man, to waste a spot this early on somebody. I mean, by week eight, you could totally be out of the playoff picture. Yeah. So I mean, and then when he comes back, it really all depends on if Nick Chubb is killing it. I don't see a Kareem Hunt, and even when he does, I don't think he's going to have a huge role coming in from the start. I mean, this guy's got to get into football shape and there's only yep. I mean there's only so much football shape you can get into until you start getting smacked around so that's um I feel that for a league when it's just one person that's a that's an interesting one. Oh, okay so let's see here we got Tyler Boyd D.D. Westbrook okay all right all right so we got it's it's interesting I mean I will say this though this draft is going much faster than the one that we had yesterday. So either these guys know what they're looking for <laughs> or they are completely winging it and they're just choosing really quickly because they don't want to waste. But I think we had a couple of guys. Did we have a couple of auto drafters yesterday? Oh, yeah. I know uh, Blake had to do auto draft because I think he was at a movie. Um, who else? I think Tom auto drafted yesterday. Oof. I don't know if he I don't know if he made it um, or if he knew about the time change. Okay, um, but I mean it was in, um, and then um, the tenth spot as well. My buddy Josh, who's in this draft as well, the Jaguars fan, um, he auto drafted as well yesterday. Okay, okay, so we had three auto drafts, but I mean the the rosters all seemed like they ended up pretty well, surprisingly. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. I'm glad. Like I, I don't. Looks like we have one person on auto draft right now. Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I see that. Uh, but for the most part, everyone's moving along pretty quickly, and everyone seems pretty competent so far in this draft. I've I, I haven't. I haven't noticed. Oh, we got our first. I think our first defense taken in round seven, which was the Jaguars. Unless oh, there, yeah. unless there's been another one before, but no, because I still see the Chicago Bears. I figured maybe the Chicago Bears would have been. I'm actually not a believer in the Chicago Bears defense this year. I think that sooner or later, you know, you don't go from a season like that. It's going to be too hard to replicate what they were able to do last year. Yes, I agree. And, you know, everyone's going to be, you know, aware of where they don't want to put the ball. And, you know, they've seen a full year of what this defense can do, where their strong points are. It's not many weak points, but a good coach can exploit them. One person I do believe in in Chicago, and it's going to be my round seventh pick, and I think it's a pretty good upside steal, is David Montgomery. Mother believer. Uh, Your I, team I, is now on the clock. I, I just had him on my on my queue. Uh, I was like, you know what? I like this guy. All right, so let's go ahead and see what's... Da, da, da. All right, you know what? I am going to. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. This is gonna be probably my my riskiest pick. But I'm actually mainly because of the news with Lashawn McCoy getting released. I'm gonna. I'm a believer in Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary will be the starting. The starting man. You know what? Oh, I'm panicking. I don't know who to choose here. (laughs) Um, because I am not too much a believer of some of these players that I'm looking at that are on the board right now. Um, and I feel like we still have a decent amount of quarterbacks on this roster, but you know what? I am going to, I'm going to pull a Jake right now and I'm going to steal from your advice in regards to a possible sleeper pick. And I'm going Lamar Jackson. Boom. That is a solid pick. So I'm gonna go That's Lamar great. Jackson and hope that I he his passing has improved and we continue to see those those legs where 
you know, I have a third, I have a quarterback, but I also have a, you know, a third possible fourth running back on my starting team. So we'll, I feel in terms of value where I'm at right now in the draft, I don't, I don't think I can get better than, um, you know, I feel like Lamar Jackson, he can have a horrible game passing, but he'll still give me my points rushing. While the other quarterbacks that are on the roster right now, I think the only one that can still provide that, maybe Kyler Murray is going to be a guy running for his life, um, and he can provide that, but I don't trust him at all. Your team is now oh, on the clock. There Derek Carr. There goes the Bears' defense. Yep, so that's starting to go. Um. So, so you know what? Um, let's look at what are my options here. So yeah, I'm not a I'm not a believer. Let's see, man. Sammy Watkins is somebody that's always hurt because I would love to have a the Lizard King playing yeah. for the Lizard King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh man. Uh. You know what? I feel like in terms of value, man, you know what? I'll just take this. I'm going to take this flyer and hope that after he does come back. So I'm going to go A.J. Green. Oh, that's a solid pick. Because that's a solid pick, and that can have some major value after week four. It could. So he could be a potential stud for me when it comes to my my playoff time. Because right now I have three solid wide receivers, and and I got my three. And I have – wait, I have two? No, I got I got two running backs right now. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so I've pretty much filled up my starting roster, and it came back around to me. Oh, Josh Allen, nice. Yeah, I went and snagged Josh Allen, the quarterback from the Buffalo Bills. He is somebody I have a lot of faith in. Is going to make some big leaps and bounds in his second year. Uh, you know, you mentioned that he's got Devin Singletary. It's somebody you believe in, and I do as well. Um, you know, he's got Cole Beasley now as his slot receiver. And... Yes, in, in my in my keeper league, he was actually somebody that I ended up drafting because I think that when you're, you know, he's got his John, uh, it's John Brown, he's got Zay Jones. Cole Beasley, for me, I have a feeling, again, maybe it's the, the New England Patriot fan in me that I am just such a big believer and I know the importance of slot receivers that mm-hmm. I feel that, Cole Beasley will probably be more valued in the Bills system than he was in Dallas. Because I think that the slot receiver that Dallas always had was their tight end, which was Jason Winton. Very true. Because Jason Winton, was, he was kind of like the security blanket. And I think that Josh Allen, what he did not have last year, was a security blanket of somebody that he felt comfortable that he can throw to. And I think that that's why he ended up running a lot. Now, I think that when he's a big kid like that and he can run, you know, go ahead and run. And I think that's going to provide you with a lot of points. Um, so I don't know. There, there's something about fantasy quarterbacks that if you're a quarterback that you know you're not guaranteed to get 40 touchdowns in the season, I, I like the element of those who like to run or at least get even the rushing touchdowns because it, it gives you the, man, you know, what? I'm going to get my points passing and my passing yards maybe get my one or two touchdowns passing. But on top of that, I might get 60, you know, 40 to 60 yards rushing. That provides, you know, that extra cushion of those points that it always feels that a rushing quarterback gives you an extra player on the team. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Because like you mentioned, it, the traditional quarterback's only going to be making points with his arm. Exactly. You've almost got a running back hybrid, you know, player. And it, it makes all the difference if you can get, um, you know, a fantasy quarterback who can move the ball on the ground at the same time. It, it makes all the difference. He's putting up over 20 points a game. So, so, uh, so, what are you? What are you looking at in terms of your needs now with your pick coming up in 104? You know, I am actually looking. Because defenses are flying off the board, and I would like to get a defense that I wouldn't have to play the waiver wire every week to week. Um, there's a couple left, um, but I, yeah, well, round nine. I don't feel too bad about grabbing some of these defenses in round nine. Um, mainly the Vikings and the Broncos, maybe even the Bills' defense. Wouldn't be bad. Or I think, Dallas. I think the Bills defense is gonna be 
the Bills defense, I think, is going to be really strong. I think. Especially at least in their secondary. Yeah, no, but I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in Ed Oliver. I think that he's a, I think he's a freaking stud. So him and now another season with Edmonds, you know, leading the charge now with the linebackers. I think. You know, and Sean McDermott. I mean, he is a he is a defensive minded coach. So I, I'm, I am curious to see. But again, what what what's troubling with the Bills defense is really the kicker. I mean, not the kicker. I'm sorry. That's just who I'm looking at right now. Uh, <laughs> is is the offense? Are you going to? Is this offense good enough where they're just not going to be getting nothing but three and outs? Because that's only going to hurt you. Yeah. You know. So I'm not. Sometimes it's – I like to look at teams like with – if, if I'm looking at a quarterback or even wide receiver, sometimes I like to look at teams that are kind of garbage because they're always going to be behind. There's, the quarterback has no choice but to be passing. So sometimes sometimes that's even my strategy. I don't always look for people that are on winning teams because if you're on a winning team, you might start going run heavy. So if you can't get the really good running back starting off, it's kind of I, – I, I start to like looking at the – that's why I usually go running backs first – because I want to make sure I get the cream of the crop in the running backs. Because after, I feel like wide receivers are when teams are behind. And right now, you know you know how it is. We're, we're, we have transformed. Football has transformed into a passing league. So seeing something like that, I'm like, eh. So wait, you are, what, you are two picks away? Two picks away. We're All going right. kickers. People are taking kickers off the board. And I am up. I think I am going to go, let's see who's available. Let's see who's still available. Oh, man. You know what? I'm just going to cover the grounds and snag a defense. And I think the best defense still available would be the Vikings. So I'm going Vikings defense. See, we got your team is now on the clock. Man, Robbie, that's who I was looking for. So that Fred with the steal again. Man, Fred, you're a you're a punk, man. (laughs) Um, so who can we look at now? You know what? So let's look at a kicker here. I'm just gonna make sure. Normally. I usually like to look at kickers who I know are going to be possibly indoors because I'm not I don't have to really deal with a lot of the the situational stuff but I you know what I actually think that right now we're pretty good with the um, man I hate knowing this feeling when I'm not exactly confident in where to go uh that that point in the draft we've picked over we're at pick 106 right now so the talent pool is very slim and you've really got to be picking players that you've just got your fingers crossed they're going to make a difference that nobody really has money on nobody's really expecting these players to make much of a difference so you know what i am on a yeah i I don't always feel confident with the Patriots defense because I know that they've if if this was a defense that it was known for, you know, that you get penalized for yards allowed, I would never go with the Patriots. But the Patriots are always usually known for not giving up a lot of points. And I think that there's gonna be from what we saw in the playoffs to the way the Super Bowl went to how the Patriots defense has looked. Your team is this, now on the clock in this draft. I feel really confident uh that with also the addition of like a Michael Bennett, who's like a true pass rusher, uh, I'm feeling much better about this defense. That I'm, I, I feel confident knowing that I'm like, you know what? I, I think that they're gonna be, they're gonna be okay. See, well, I mean, you, they did a great job shutting the Rams down last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. They, they really did. So, see, right here, I'm actually, I like to go for. I'm actually going to go with a kicker. I'm going to go with uh, Fairburn from Houston, and I am, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be choosing. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's see here. I'm gonna. Uh, 
Yeah, because Fairburn, from what I see here, he is one of the the last few kickers that are very, very good in terms of kicking from 50-plus. Um, but also, because of Deshaun Watson and really only having DeAndre Hopkins, which, don't get me wrong, is a great option, I feel that they're still very limited in their offense, and I don't think Duke Johnson's going to make a big difference. I don't think Kenny Stills now, the new wide receiver, uh, I don't really see them making huge huge strides in this offense where I don't I like to get quarterbacks with a kicker like let's say Harrison Butker or Steven Gostowski yes I see these kickers I'm like man you know what they're great I'm mean, they're probably even a better kicker but I see the Chiefs and I see like the Patriots being a team that will more often than not score the touchdown where I can see a, a buffoon like Bill O'Brien really make the dumb kind of decisions or they're actually charging the field, but seeing a Deshaun Watson maybe holding the ball a little too long. Mary, maybe Laramie Tunzel is really the only piece that they needed to help that offensive line, but I doubt it. So I can see a lot of plays where a lot of drives stall, and they're going to be needing a kicker. So that's kind of like my reasoning for going for Fairborn as a kicker. But it looks like I can at least say now that my my starting lineup is now full. Um, have you Have you completed your starting lineup? No, I actually saved the kicker for my very last pick. So I've got everything except for a kicker. That makes sense. Um, I mean, there's there's so many good kickers right now that are, I mean, you're, I mean, from what I'm looking at right now, like from the top kicker to the bottom kicker, the difference is, is like 12 points. For their projections? The yeah, point, so uh, there's not yeah. there's not really like a huge, a huge, huge difference. Uh, in terms of that, so that's actually a smart move because there's still really good value picks that you could be getting. Um, well, yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, kicker is actually a position that I don't mind swapping out week to week and playing the waiver wire and having a different kicker for every week and playing totally situational. Um, it's, you know, same thing with the defense. I'm pretty happy with the Vikings defense. Uh, we'll see how they look this year, obviously. Um, but, you know, I, I'm... I've never really been, oh, my God, I need this kicker. I had Harrison Butker when he kind of first emerged for taking over Cairo Santos for the Chiefs, and that was yeah, that's the, probably the only time I was like, oh, wow, this kicker's great. I'm going to stick with this kicker for the rest of the year. Um, so if he, you know, if he plays good, I'll keep him, stick him around, um, you know, depending, depending on who I get and where he obviously plays for. Um, but, you know, I went ahead and I kind of reached with my – 10th round pick and I shot for the uh, Lions wide receiver Marvin Jones I mean is that a reach though well not at the 10th pick I guess that's a I feel like that's a pretty good pick yeah because I mean you got I mean the Lions are going to be like one of those teams like I'm mentioning that they're going to be a team that's behind a lot <laughs> so Sorry, now, well I mean yeah and now with them no longer having Golden Tate I feel like there's going to be so you do have you have um Kenny Galladay. You have Kenny Galladay, you have Jones, and there's another wide receiver. They have like three wide receivers. Um, uh, I'm, dra I'm, I'm drawing know. a blank on the other. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't see that being a, a bad pick at all. Um, yeah, so now this is kind of where I'm in that part of the draft where I really just want to get my little sleepers of people that are probably getting slept on. And, I mean, I'm kind of... I'm trying to see because sometimes, especially with these, what I like about the flex pick is that it does allow me to look at tight ends. Because sometimes, you know, tight ends, there's still some here that are actual starters on on teams where you have a Kyle Rudolph, you have a Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is one of those guys that always have high ceilings in fantasy and everybody falls for it. But the dude cannot stay healthy, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I had him last year as my starting tight end that I drafted. And I was happy. No, I, I had I had uh I had Jordan Reed and I had Trey Burton. Trey Burton was one of those guys with the Bears I, I really thought was gonna thrive under Charles Nagy and that was not the case, especially coming from the Chiefs and you know Alex Smith loves Travis Kelsey. I was like, you know what, let me let me see. This could be that connection. It did not pan out that much last year. Um so he's one of those guys that I'm kinda I'm I'm iffy on. I mean, I'm having a hard time with this pick right now. Um, 
I kind of want to get a backup quarterback, but at the same time, I'm with you on getting somebody that's going to be slept on. But at the same time, I'm still surprised that this quarterback's still around, to be honest with you. Well, not really. Uh, because quarterbacks aren't really heavily sought after after a certain point. Are you are you are you thinking Roethlisberger? That's exactly who I'm thinking, actually. Yeah. You know, in, in case uh, you know the Josh Allen plan doesn't really pan out. I mean, Roethlisberger, man, he's he's a dude that passes a lot, man. I feel like in fantasy, he's one of those quarterbacks that are not bad because you know he's going to be passing a lot. I think it's just what hurts is those those moments with Roethlisberger where he can potentially have those games where he just throws four picks. Oh, the games against the Jaguars. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Your don't, team don't is start now on the it. clock. It looks like you you <laughs> didn't you did indeed draft him. So now, yeah, yeah so now I'm actually going to be going with. I'm just going to go with players who I have just an, a feeling about which one of them is going to be indeed Devin Singletary. I think uh, uh, I think losing Lashawn McCoy, you know, they're they are in need of a starting running back, and I and I do think that uh, Devin Single. Is Devin Singletary is going to be that guy. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, at this point, I'm pretty much just looking at players that I've had queued up from a, for a while now. Um, you know, sleeper picks that probably might pull out later on in the year. Um, let's see. I, I haven't really taken a look at kick. Your team is now on the clock. The hell of it. I will check All out. Right, so my team is on the clock. Royce Freeman. All right. So now my other sleeper pick that I'm actually really happy that is still on the board is somebody that I hope that your quarterback throws a lot of touchdowns to, which is James Washington. James Washington is from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that I, I've he's also a player that I have drafted in every single one of my, of my drafts. Uh, and the reason why is Ben Roethlisberger loves to pass. And we saw what a Juju Smith became because of AB always getting doubled. And somebody had to stay, and Juju was that guy that was free. If this in case happens, I mean, again, James Washington was a second-round pick last year from the Steelers. He had a little bit of trouble of kind of getting his footing. Uh, But in this preseason, he is actually kind of blown up where a lot of people have been really, really, really high on James Washington. So I can see something very similar happening to him, what Juju Smith, what happened to Juju last year. So now Juju, I believe, is going to be that guy that's going to be getting doubled, and it's up to the James Connors of the world, the James Washingtons, the Jalen Samuels, to kind of create that stress where you can't just put all your attention on Juju Smith-Schuster. So I'm hoping that James Washington is that guy uh, for me. So, I mean, if he hits, the one thing I can say is, man, he's going to hit on all my leagues because I have him on uh, on everything. Yeah, he's looked really explosive in the preseason. Uh, you know, that's someone who's kind of really stood out to me as a sleeper pick as well. Uh, someone that's not really a household name, but when you see the way he plays, he's playing like a wide receiver one. Um, you know, obviously the production has to be there, but the way he looks out on the field is ridiculous. Um, so now with your with your pick... Since I know that you you're you're choosing before me, uh, so what kind of uh, in terms of depth are you looking more? Are are you somebody that likes to use to get two tight ends on your team? Because you know you're eventually going to have that bye week. Yeah, normally um, normally I'll deal with the bye week when it comes. Um, I, I don't really plan ahead too much for the bye week. Um, during the draft, of course, when it comes to like wide receivers and starting running backs, I'll make sure that the bye weeks aren't doubling up, so I'm not losing all my, you know, all my value at points in the same week, and kind of making sure that at least those are off. But when it comes to like tight ends and quarterbacks, I'll play the waiver wire when that time comes. I won't really pay too much attention during draft time. Um, my strategy, as of this point, I'm pretty much just looking at wide receivers and running backs who I think can. Uh, surprise people throughout the year and there's still a couple that i've been keeping my eye on and not really the most uh, i guess you want to say sexy teams um or the sexiest names but i really think that at least either in the beginning of the year like this next pick uh, might surprise you but i really think in the beginning of the year uh he'll have some value and that will 
die off probably by week three or four. But those first three weeks, I'm hoping to, you know, All right, let, let, let me let me see if I can. I'm trying to see if I can guess who you're talking about here. Well, what position? Since I know you choose before me. That's oh, a running back. It's okay. a running back. Okay, so and running... I kind of did the same thing with my last pick. I grabbed Tony Pollard, so I'm just okay. kind of grabbing him to hope. Hopefully, he can get some play time before Zeke comes through. There's talk about him coming back for Week One. Who knows? Okay, um, now is your hmm, okay with you saying that? I'm trying to think now, because my initial pick was I, I was uh, I was assuming that you were going to go Adrian Peterson, and the reason why I'm saying Adrian Peterson is is just because with the knee injury from uh, Geese. Or Guise, I'm probably be butchering his last name. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, like, eh, how how high is he? Like, how healthy is he? Is Adrian Peterson going to be one of those guys that are going to become a, a, a workhorse again? Um, now, are you thinking a possible kind of like a Justin Jackson? Uh, nope. Actually, it was Adrian Peterson. You're 100 percent right. Oh, the initial game. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Um, you know, I did grab Austin Eckler. I grabbed Melvin Gordon a little bit earlier on. Um, but, yeah, I do have Austin Eckler in case, you know, that doesn't pan out. It's obviously it's probably not looking like it will. Um, I'm more of suspecting Melvin Gordon to end up on another team, which I hope he'll fit into. Um, but I do have Austin Eckler just in case. Well, I mean, we, we have heard that now the Chargers have given Gordon permission to go ahead and seek a trade. Uh, so that, you know, that could, you know, bode well for him. Um, yeah, I can, not really man. sure where he'd end up. I mean, Ooh, could you imagine if he ended up on the chiefs kind of solved that kind of gave him their solid start? I mean, th- that would be tough just because of the division rivals. And I can't see the, the chargers kind of, I mean, I can see them trying to push for more of an NFC team or maybe a team that they might not see this year or, you know, with it, especially within the rotations of um, the divisions that you end up playing on the opposite side. So I kind of, I can kind of see them trying to maybe push things towards a direction. But you gotta have to see what are the teams that are in need of a running back. Yeah. Um, let's see the NFC wise. Uh, well, did did, did you end know. up choosing, or did somebody choose Peterson? Nope, someone snagged Peterson. Okay, yeah, I was man. I was thinking when I saw you when you kind of mentioned okay with the first kind of couple of weeks, I was thinking Adrian Peterson because they really want to see how healthy is. Man, I don't want to mess up his name, but I'm just gonna say Geese. Geese. I think it's Geis. Geis. Oh, okay. Geis. Jeez. I'm not sure. I'm not a. I mean, you're a teacher, not me. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> Sometimes you know, look at look at Favre. I mean, his name's not even spelled correctly. People just pronounce their names <laughs> however they want. Oh my gosh! You said she. You should see people trying to pronounce my last name. It it is comical. Is it Woolsey? That's exactly how you say it. But everyone wants to put the S in front of the L and put add another L and Woolsey. Woolsey. Yeah, stuff like that. Wool Woosley. Like that was a common one. Um, wow, that's that's weird. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, very. Um, it looks like I am on the clock, and obviously, like we just mentioned, Adrian Peterson is not there. So I'm going to go. I, I snagged Amari Cooper. Um, not to my liking very much where I grabbed him, but I did. And kind of as a backup, I'm looking at maybe Michael Gallup. I'm also looking at possibly Golden Tate when he comes back. That 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 could be a good one. Um, but I'm actually going to pull the trigger on a rookie who I'm hoping is going to pull through later in the year. Running back for Baltimore Ravens. Oop, shoot. Wait. Yep. Justice Hill. Oh, I almost picked the wrong person. Whoo. <laughs> I, okay. was, I was purposely going to say, like, Justin Jackson. Your team is now on the clock. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm playing off of my cue, and I almost clicked on Golden Tate because they were right under each other. Oh, okay. And uh, luckily, I just clicked his name. So not- now what I am going to do here. I'm I'm basing this on the fact that Sammy Watkins is always getting hurt. Uh, so I am actually, with a draft pick, I'm going to go with a Nicole Hardman. I think that he can be a potential... I mean, with a crazy offense that the Kansas City Chiefs have, Sammy Watkins is a guy who has been hurt a lot, and I can kind of see Hardman. I mean, when you draft somebody in the second round, you're you're going to try to... You're going to be expecting 
some instant you know some instant playing time so i'm kind of so for for me to snag him up in the 13th round i feel i feel pretty good about that uh you know neam hines he he was he was a good one i'm surprised that he he lasted as long as he did he was actually going to be if no one if no one snagged him up he was going to be he was going to be my guy so i'm kind of yeah, i'm, I'm kind of hoping because i have wait have you chosen already no your no, team I mean, I is did, now did, on the clock. I, I, I oh, that's that's with, right. Um, that's right. Now you're going to choose. That's right. The snake. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm after you. So what I'm actually going here is I'm actually thinking, because this is not necessarily rare to think, but Dalvin Cook is also a player that's always getting hurt. And if that's the case, there is no Latavius Murray right now with the Vikings. So I can see Alexander Madison potentially having a... Even if it is for spot starts, I can see him potentially being a guy that has big games. Um, so yeah, I am, I am really in my with my defenses. I mean, with my depth, I am going very strong on rookies or potential sleepers. But I think that those are the you kind of already know who certain players are and what they're going to provide you. Uh, but the good thing is, is that. With these drafts, with these rookies and these sleeper draft picks, um, you don't necessarily know what you can get. So if it doesn't work out, you do have the waiver wire for depth. But if it does pan out, then you have you know a home run hitter. So that's usually what I like to do. I like to go a little bit more um, convenient here. Um, there's some... yeah, oof, oof, oof. I'm struggling right now. I've got pretty much one last pick because I there's two rounds left, but I still don't have a kicker, so I really only have one skill position left. And I'm not sure if I want to get backup tight end because there's somebody that I think could potentially break out this year at the tight end position, but he's got one huge tight end number one in front of him. And I'm talking about Dallas Goder on Philly, and he's got Zach Ertz in front of him, obviously. Yeah. He's got immense talent, and I think he could do great. I mean, a but guy, a, a guy that's worth looking. Maybe T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, he was the the number ten overall, I think. With from yeah, I think he was the well. You went John. I mean, John Brown's a safe pick too, man. I think he's gonna. I mean, in in a way, he's gonna be kind of like the oh. number one. Oh, I timed out and it got me John Brown. Anyways, screw it. <laughs> Is that who you were looking for or no? Um, I mean, I had him queued up, so I'm not upset about it. But okay. I, I okay. was actually looking at the tight ends, and but. I mean, I ran out of time. Yeah, stuff so, happens. No, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, Hawkinson is one of those guys too that I, when I when I look at, I mean, I shouldn't be saying this considering you you picked before me. But anyways, <laughs> if not, I'm. I mean, there are other. But Hawkinson, he's another guy. I mean, being a first round pick, you know, top ten, I can kind of see him being also one of these um, safety nets for uh, Matthew Stafford and with the Lions, you know, being behind a lot, I can kind of see. And, and honestly, I mean, I don't know what I have in, Ev- in Evan Ingram, you know? So he's one of those guys that, you know, they have him projected to only have like 30 points. I don't know what they're watching, but I mean, he's clearly going to be their starting tight end. I mean, 30 points, that's, that's nothing. So I don't, I don't really know where they're projecting, or maybe they just don't see him being a starter in this league. But or may, or even you know, if if he's healthy for being you know a last pick in the draft, you know a Tyler Eifert, if you pick because if it pans out, it it's gonna it it will be great. If not, then you know whatever, cut him. Who cares? Shoot, you know I'm actually I do have to I'm gonna go with a kicker because I still have to fill that position. Um, but yeah, those are some solid tight end choices that are still available in this last round. And I'm surprised that some of these people are still available when I'm looking at everyone, you know, left. We still have, you know, like you mentioned, um, tight ends, Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, uh, Dallas Goder, and, uh, CJ Herndon or Chris Herndon, excuse me, from the for Jets. The, yeah. For the Jets. Yep. And, you know, even some running backs, uh, Ronald Jones, Josh Jackson, uh, People I didn't expect to really still be around. Michael Gallup, uh, Kiki Kuti, I guess, lost some value after Kenny Stills came. Um, one that uh, one that does have me... That is interesting to look at 
uh, is Marquise Goodman Goodwin with the San Francisco 49ers because he was looking like a legit number one during that six-game stretch that we with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last year he did suffer through some injuries and not having a Garoppolo for the entire season. You know, it's not going to make, you know, you're not going to look too good as a wide receiver. But I'm wondering if this is one of those things where Garoppolo and Goodwin but man, Garoppolo's been all over the place that it's kind of hard to put some stock into into someone like him. Yeah, that was my quarterback to stay away from during the pilot episode. So anybody really on the San Francisco 49ers offense is going to be hard for me to want to pull the trigger on unless it's George Kittle, obviously, because you saw what he could do with you know scrub quarterbacks. And there goes Marquise Goodwin, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, he's another one. The wide receivers are, you know, sp- pretty pretty strong still you know michael gallup i mentioned there goes so Dion lewis yeah Dion lewis i forgot about him <laughs> his sneak career fell apart when he went to tennessee kind of so what are you thinking about with your snagging with your last pick Man. are you gonna go double down on the tight end i don't know it's i've always I just I don't see anything too sexy in because I I do think that a potential, you know, a Jack Doyle now with a Jacoby Brissett, I could see him being something that, you know, these quarterbacks are really going to be looking at. And I think that um, I don't see Jack Doyle being the touchdown guy. I think that's going to be more Ebron and Jack Doyle is going to be more of the mid game where he'll get the volume Um, that could potentially be. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure yet uh, what I'm. What I'm looking at. Uh, oh, there goes Dallas Goddard. Yep. That was surprising. I, I really didn't think he'd get picked up. So, like, I'm. I'm a little surprised that, like, uh, I mean, I can kind of see now where Darwin Thompson is probably going to lose some steam at least for this year. Now with the pickup of a Lashawn McCoy, which allows a player like him to kind of learn the system um you know sometimes even like a a Jalen a Jalen Richard because you know Josh Jacobs uh I I think that Jalen Richard I mean he does provide a lot of value as a pass backing and I think he could be good depth um especially if the Raiders are falling behind you're going to need more of that pass backing you know because screen passes are you know that's kind of that's in, in in spread offenses that's kind of like the way to go so I can kind of see Jalen Richard being also a good, a good value pick, um, you know. But then also I look at quarterbacks and I'm like, man, uh, Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston's going to have a monster year uh, under Bruce Arians. This is this is really a make or break year for him. Is he because Jameis Winston can potentially, if he doesn't prove that he can be a uh, you know a a franchise quarterback, I can kind of see him falling off a map, kind of like a Ryan Tannehill, where he ends up becoming a backup somewhere. Um, because if he doesn't make it in in a league with Bruce Arians, who's a, a quarterback guru, then there's probably not that much hope for him. So Your team is now on the clock. But, you know, seeing that he was not, that he was not picked, um, I'm, I'm going to go value here. And with... With what I consider value, um, it's really tough because uh, I'm honestly I'm I'm looking at Adam Humphreys, and I think that Adam Humphreys with with the Tennessee Titans, if there's one thing I know about Marcus Mariota is that he does not pass the ball further than seven yards, and mm-hmm. I think that. He can, he is somebody that is, he, you know, he, he's catching my eye right now. I'm kind of trying to take my time here because I don't see, I mean, I do like Jalen Richard, but I, I, I feel good with my, with my running backs, especially choosing Madison last, um, with tight, man, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson because I'm not, I'm not a believer in, in Evan Ingram, I don't know what I'm going to get with him, and I can't. I can't imagine having a tight end. Thanks for attending the <laughs> NFL draft. Best of luck this I'm season. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The last pick was Nathan Peterman. 
Oh, that's amazing. That has that to be was... like a troll job. Yes, yes, it was. Oh. But that will. I'm so sorry to laugh like that. No, that's that a, that's actually that's actually really funny because it. I was not going to expect that. But yeah. I... So so why don't we go here and why don't we kind of do like a little rundown before we, you know, we we end this this draft here and. So what is your team looking like if you go round by round? So, since it looks like here they kind of tell you um, the list of the cho- of the players that you chose. So what's your team looking like? Um. Well, let's see. It's not giving me in the. Oh, did you do? Did order. you do this through your through your phone? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I was doing it on the phone. Gotcha. Okay, so um, so I have it pulled up here. So uh, from uh, well, at least for mine, I think I can click on yours. Actually, I can. So in case oh, you okay. can't pull it up, um, so yeah, for you, you started with Devonte Adams, uh, and then round two you went James Connor, round three Amari Cooper, round man Melvin Gordon, and round four that that's a good one. Round five, yeah. man, you went you went Charger heavy with four rounds four, five, and six with Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, and Hunter Henry. Then David Montgomery, I mean he's I think he's going to be a really big player. Then Josh Allen. Round nine, you went with the Minnesota Vikings defense. Then Marvin Jones, Roethlisberger, Tony Pollard, Justice Hill, John Brown, and Jason Myers. So overall, are you any regrets with some of the guys that you chose? Where you chose them? Um, you know that eighth pick in a snake draft is uh, not the best place to be. I like to be a little more towards the middle. Um. You know, I'm not too thrilled with, you know, Amari Cooper's a hit-and-miss player. He's not somebody who's really consistent at all. Um, you know, I got Ben Roethlisberger and Josh Allen. I'm hoping Josh Allen comes through. Um, I've had better drafts. I felt better about my two drafts yesterday than I did this one, if I'm being honest. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I'm like, ugh, I'm... It's, it's going to be tough when you have the 10th pick overall, uh, but... I'm happy with my like my top five. I'm happy with Tyreek Hill, Joe Mixon, uh, Julian Edelman, Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's a question mark, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, if he's if he's anything as advertised, then I mean, he should be a baller, uh, which would which would only help. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Evan Engram is my he's my iffy. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Lamar Jackson, I feel pretty good about. I think that he's going to be. You know, I agree with everything that you said and him being a quarterback and kind of like my sleeper running back. I kind of like that. A.J. Green, I am 100% just trusting him to be a player for me in the playoffs. Um, the New England Patriots defense and Akami Fairburn as my kicker. And then I rounded it off with just nothing but rookies <laughs> uh, or go. a second-year player, with, with it, which is Devin Singletary, James Washington, Mikel Hardman, Alexander Madison and TJ Hawkinson. If we go by projections, my my rookies and my depth is going to suck. But I I can't see Devin Singletary, who's the starting running back of the Bills, only getting twenty five points. I can't see James Washington, the number two wide receiver for the Steelers, only getting ninety four points. Um, you know, so I, I I don't see a starting tight end only getting thirty one. So. I can see them just not putting too much value or they just didn't pay attention because not too many people are choosing them. Uh, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm getting it because when, you, when you're when you kind of slotted in a spot like where we were, 8th and 10th, in a 12-man draft, you kind of have to look for home run hitters mm-hmm. and some uncertainties. So I figured I'm going to have my, my, my bench be my uncertainties and hopefully one or two of them pan out. If they do, then I think that uh, I think that I'll be okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and one thing I'd like to, you know, comment real quick is I really like the pick of Ingram. I think that he's going to be, especially in our league with PPR, I think he's going to be soaking up a lot of those targets that's being left behind by Odell. And, you know, when you look at the wide receiver position, uh, you know, Golden Tate doesn't come back till I think, week four. So you've really got, what, Sterling Shepard, and that's about it. And Evan Ingram's put up some pretty impressive numbers even in his rookie year and he looks like a wide receiver out there he moves like a wide receiver out there he's tall and quick and i think that's a really good pick i think he's gonna you know i think this will be his best year yet well i'm i I hope so i mean based on the projections 
they're 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 aligning more with what you're saying. I mean, the difference between Evan Engram and Jarvis Landry, who's a guy that catches 100 balls for the past five years, I mean, there's mm-hmm. only a 14 point projection difference. So either that's a slight on Landry or that's praise on Engram. So we'll 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 see. But you know, we got my team definitely has a lot of question marks. But I feel like you just kind of have to you have to make those kind of calls with where you're slotted. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've got a lot of iffy. You know, I got Amari Cooper, who I mentioned, you know, hit and miss. You got Tony Pollard, who can you know lose all value as soon as he comes back. And then, not to mention, I've got you know Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, who's kind of you know Melvin Gordon's obviously the one I want to be out there. And Austin Eckler's a handcuff, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, uh, but yeah, but that 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 will com- conclude our our live draft of the. This is the League of Villains, correct? Yeah, the League of Villains. A little homage to uh, My Hero Academia. Nice. Okay, you know, I got I bought Volume One, so I, I hear too many people talking about it that I wanted to, I want to get into it. It's so good. I just read the latest chapter that came out today. It's so good. Awesome. I'm like, it's like 240-something chapters deep. So. Yeah, don't say that. I'll get overwhelmed. <laughs> um, but with oh. yeah, with that being said, uh, go ahead and give us a follow at FFLPod, which is the Fantasy Football Legion pod. If you are someone like us that's into comic books as well, you can follow us at CB underscore Legion, which is our comic book Legion page. You can follow me at Mark Reads Comics on Twitter. And Jake, where can they find you? You can follow me at NerdGrounds on Twitter as well. Sweet. So with that being said, we'll talk to you guys next week for week one. And we'll talk some and we'll talk some results in regards to um, how crappy our teams are. (laughs) It'll be a fun. Thank you, Mark. I had a great time. Yes, absolutely. So, Jake, I will talk to you later, my man. All right. And thank you, everybody, for listening. You guys have a great week. You as well.